Hello and welcome to the Mindful Kind podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Cable, author of the Mindful Kind book, mindfulness teacher and blogger at rachelcable.com. Each week, this podcast will bring meaningful tips, tools and strategies so you can manage stress and live more mindfully in the modern world. Hello and welcome to episode 303 of the Mindful Kind podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share an emergency self-care plan for anxiety. This is my own plan based on my experiences and research, so please keep that in mind. If you're experiencing anxiety, it might be a great idea to chat with your doctor or mental health professional to create your own plan for managing anxiety. So after a really difficult few weeks and a couple of curveballs, my anxiety has been flaring up a lot more than it has in a long time. And I've been doing the best I can to look after myself and cope with my stress and anxiety, knowing that this is a temporary stage of my life, but there have been a few days when I really had to focus on some emergency self-care strategies and making helpful decisions, and I thought I'd share these with you in case you find them helpful as well. So the first part of my emergency self-care plan for anxiety is minimizing stress triggers as much as possible. And this is a temporary thing that I do when my anxiety is high, not necessarily a long-term solution. For example, I know that checking my emails can sometimes cause stress, so part of my emergency self-care plan is setting rules around checking them. I don't have the email app on my phone anymore, and I won't check them before I've finished my morning routine. If I can, I'll step away from my emails altogether for a day or two. And another potential stress trigger for me is driving, so again, if I can, I'll try not to go out when the roads are busy if I'm already feeling really anxious. And when I'm feeling anxious as well, I sometimes find I'm more irritable around friends and family, so if I feel like I need some time to myself, I'll often try to postpone seeing too many people at once until I'm feeling a little bit steadier within myself. So these are just a few basic examples of some stress triggers that I try to minimize or avoid when I'm feeling anxious, because I know that they can further escalate feelings of stress or anxiety for me. When I'm not feeling so anxious, I know I can deal with these stress triggers really well, but I try to give myself compassion and permission to avoid them when I'm already feeling anxious. So that's the first part of my emergency self-care plan for anxiety, choosing to avoid stress triggers if I can. And the second part of my self-care plan is talking or journaling about how I feel. So stress and anxiety used to make me feel ashamed of myself and I tried to bottle it up and pretend like it wasn't there. And oh my gosh, this often made it so much harder to deal with. So now I really try to express how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking with someone that I can trust. Or I'll write in my journal or even in a document on my computer, which I might just delete later. The important thing for me is getting the feelings and thoughts out there where they don't feel so scary or overwhelming. I used to think it was way more terrifying to talk about my feelings, especially anxiety, but it turned out to be nowhere near as terrifying as keeping that all locked up inside myself. It's still really hard to talk about anxiety sometimes. I'm really nervous even just talking about it now. But I also know that there's often a sense of relief and moving forward once I've had a chance to express myself in a safe environment. So if you're feeling anxious, try talking to a friend you really trust or a loved one. Write things down in a journal, chat with a therapist. Sometimes I'll even tell my dogs Minnie and Moose. Usually Moose is a better listener, but Minnie gives the best cuddles, so they're a good team really. 
Okay, now for the third part of my emergency self-care plan. Be aware of unhelpful coping mechanisms and try not to engage in them. So one day last week, I was feeling really anxious and I went to the supermarket thinking I could get a bottle of wine to try and numb my feelings a bit. And I just knew that if I drank it, I might have felt better for maybe an hour or maybe two. But after that, I knew I'd feel so much worse because alcohol can be a depressant and it does tend to make me ruminate a lot more. So I was at the supermarket and decided to treat myself with a delicious smoothie instead. I bought all the ingredients, I got honey and blueberries and coconut yogurt and spinach, and I went back to the car. Honestly, I sat in the front seat for a few minutes and cried because I was just so relieved that I'd made a decision that would be helpful for me. And also partly because I was still feeling really anxious and it took a lot of energy just to go into the supermarket that day. Speaking of that, I really do my best to be self-compassionate when I'm feeling anxious. Things that normally wouldn't bother me at all, like going to the supermarket, can take so much energy and even courage. I used to get so frustrated with myself and criticize myself, but that made things so much harder. Now I try to reassure myself and just take each experience as it comes with open-mindedness. I let my feelings unfold and try to create a safe space for them and ask for support when I can. I'm not a robot, but I think I used to wish that I was. But now, even when my anxiety feels stronger than it normally does, I know there will still be moments of happiness and gratitude and connection and hope as well. The fourth part of my emergency self-care plan is really important, and that's giving myself something to look forward to. Whether it's a picnic with a friend, which is actually what I did this week, or buying a new book and waiting for it to arrive in the mail, or making a plan to go on an adventure on the next sunny day, or anything else that feels meaningful or exciting. I've just found that this gives my mind something positive to focus on. It means I can wake up in the morning and either practice mindfulness or think about the thing that I've got to look forward to, or both. And then I also like to sprinkle little things into my day that I can look forward to as well. A cup of my favourite tea, a slow yoga class in the evening, an episode of my favourite show, a meditation, listening to a podcast, reading a chapter of a good book, even just relaxing in the sunshine, and making banana bread. There are so many little moments that can create a sense of joy or gratitude or fun, and I try to focus on those when I feel like I need or want to. There's just one more important part of my emergency self-care plan, and that's being prepared to ride the waves. When I'm feeling anxious, I'm not necessarily anxious 100% of the time. It might feel strong when I wake up and then fade into the background when I do my workout and those endorphins start flowing. Anxiety might escalate again when I sit down to check my emails. It might grow even more if there's a complicated email that I don't really want to deal with. Or it might fade away again as I get into the flow of answering emails and doing my other work. The point is, my anxiety rises and falls like waves, and that's not always predictable, but I do find that it helps to let those waves happen, knowing that they're all temporary. Even when my anxiety is really strong, I know it can start to de-escalate with a little bit of time, and that I can even influence that de-escalation sometimes by using relaxing breathing techniques and setting boundaries and taking good breaks. Okay, so that's the basic emergency self-care plan I use when I'm feeling especially anxious. Please keep in mind that this is just my personal opinion and it's completely based on my own experiences, so please do feel free to take anything that you think might be helpful for you and perhaps chat about how you can implement it with your mental health professional. 
The different parts of my plan included minimising stress triggers as much as possible, talking or writing about my emotions, trying not to engage in unhelpful coping mechanisms and instead making choices that might be helpful for me, giving myself things to look forward to and being prepared to ride the waves of anxiety, knowing that all of my experiences are temporary. If you found this podcast episode helpful, then I highly recommend that you go and watch my free online workshop called Three Secrets You Need to Know to Level Up with Mindfulness, where I talk more about my own experiences with mental health and being an overthinker. I'll put the link in the show notes for you at rachelcable.com forward slash podcast forward slash 303. Again, that link is rachelcable.com forward slash podcast forward slash 303. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful week, Mindful Kind. Mm-hmm.